All right. Let's do it. Welcome to Data Topics Unplugged, your casual, casual corner of the web where we discuss what's new in data every week. From Xcode to UV. Wow. Anything goes. Um, we're also on YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitch, X, um, live streaming. So check us out there. Leave your comment or your question. Today is February 16th of 2024. My name is Murillo. I'm your host for today, joined by the one and only Bart. Hey, Bart. Hi. Okay. And we have two really cool guests today. We have Vitale. Hello. And uh, Lucas. Hey, guys. So uh, Vitale is one of the tech leads Oof. of the AI business unit here at DataRoots. But uh, I'll, let, I'll give the floor to Vitale to introduce yourself. Yeah, thanks a lot, Murillo. Thanks for having us today. Uh, my name is Vitale. I'm a machine learning engineer and I'm also one of the tech leads of the AI unit here at DataRoots. And yeah, ready to discuss with you guys. I thought you were going to say rock and roll. <laughs> well, yeah. Also, eh? Could, also. could have been a better line. but uh. Are you a rock and roll guy? Uh, I am. A lot. Like A lot, really? Yeah, yeah all the 70 rock, oh, all these kind of bands. What's your favorite uh, band? Ooh, of all time. Yeah, of all time. Hard to say. Hard to say. Okay. Maybe, maybe. Who, who's Led in Zeppelin? your? Okay. Oh, Led Zeppelin. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah. One. That's a good yeah, one. I love them. Save All right, yeah. and then we also have Lucas. Lucas is a machine learning engineer, software Python guru here at DataRoot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll give you the floor to introduce yourself as well. Yeah, I'm a little put it well. Eh? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, <laughs> nothing to add. That's yeah. Me. Yes, a pretty recent joiner at the DataRoot. Actually, it's been five months, I think. Mm. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Python engineer, software engineer, ML engineer. Yeah, I tried a bunch of stuff. And it's wearing very nice socks. Yeah. Ah, that's true. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. <sighs> with uh, socks with red beads on them. Right? Yes, they are uh, a gift from our Ukrainian friends. So oh, nice. Yeah, that's why the beads. So. You're going to show it to the, going to pop it on the oh, screen is it for it? visible though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're oh, really oh. There we go. Nice. Yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, today I'm losing the socks. Uh, yeah, but I'm Challenge, always yeah. I always lose the socks battle. Actually, I have I recently got nicer socks, Oof. like uh, more colorful and whatnot. But yeah, it's not a very I don't know. I have like usually like this actually is a sports socks, and I use the long sock on purpose because I know Bart shamed me last time for wearing short socks. But that's how we go in Brazil. Uh, uh, why? Why Bart? Um, I don't think we should go in depth on the socks <laughs> topic today. <laughs> All right, what should, should we go in depth? What so happened? What, uh, what's uh, what's new? A lot happened this week. Yeah, a lot, crazy, crazy a week. lot. Bart also told me in uh, private that he knows the news of next week. Ooh. Sometimes, sometimes, but this week he knew. This week I knew. This week he knew. Uh, but did you know that there, now there's another extremely fast. Yeah. Python package out there very recently. Did you know that? Not at all. No. As fast as the speed of light, maybe? Like UV light? No, okay. That was a try. I tried. I tried. <laughs> but what is this package? It's called UV. Uh, it was released uh, how long ago, Lucas? 20 hours ago. 20 hours yeah, ago. Super recent, yeah. Yeah, if you want to put it there on the screen, Bart. This, uh, yes. Maybe I can actually do it. Huh? You can. 
Should I do it? No, you did it. So it's called UV. Uh, it's from. It's extremely fast. That means that immediately you should think Rust, right? Because it is the case. Surprise! Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, uh, that's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about, Lucas? Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. It's such a buzz right now. It's hard to say what it is about. It's mm -hmm. about a lot of things, but really, from what I saw in the tweet and the what the author says on their on their website, the Astral, it's just the fast pip, fast pip install. Is it? It's like pip tools, right, or pip compile or something? Yeah. If you uh, yeah, I have this one here. So this is the actual mm -hmm. Git repo. Yes. They don't have a documentation there. Still, yeah. to the Astral. Uh, it's designed as drop-in replacement for pip and pip compile. Voila. Yeah, so. so what is pip compile? Pip compile is uh, it's more not architecture, but it's like lower. It's more transparent, let's say, than Rust and uh, Rust and Poetry and PDM. Uh, pip compile, and basically has another strategy for requirements and pinning requirements and whatnot, right? So actually, pip tools equal pip compile plus pip sync. Yeah. The idea is that the workflow would have would be that you have a requirements.in and you have a requirements.txt. The requirements.txt acts as your lock file and the requirements.in acts as your dependencies, right? So it's, you're, you're discussing pip compile now, not UV, yes, right? pip compile. But yes, UV is a replacement of that. Okay. So it's not, uh, I think I read on another article that it's not... And it's faster than pip or pip compile? That is the main premise. Yeah. So yes. pip sync, 4.63 seconds on this benchmark. PDM 1.9, poetry, one second. Okay. UV 0 0.06. And uh, where does the name come from? Here, question. Yes. Uh, I think we were speculating a bit, right? Yeah. But um, maybe because it's astral and you have ultraviolet. So it's super fast, maybe. I don't know. Astro is the company behind it. Ast Astro, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was thinking about when well, I was showing the benchmark. Oh, I can put it there. Maybe they ran the benchmark and they went like, oof, that's fast. <laughs> oof. Like, oof. <laughs> Not oof. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can be. Yeah. Right? A better explanation. Also, the F is close to the V. Maybe they wanted to type that. Oof. And it was like, oof. <laughs> and then like, oh, yeah, that's a good that but uh, like it's it's a alternative, faster alternative to pip pip compile. Yes. Is it a better one as well, or is it just faster? Because this seems like a bit pedantic. Eh? Like I'm gonna install in poetry. It's like one second, and now it's like zero seconds. It's yeah, like but how, how often do you but yeah. install <laughs> thousands of packages at the same time? But I would argue it's the same thing for rough originally, right? People are like, oh, this is a very fast Python enter. Mm -hmm. That's, that was the tagline. And even for me, I, I didn't use Ruff for a long time because I was like, yeah, but I don't, I, it's not like I was running out of time because I was linting so much and I didn't have time to develop, you know? So I think it's kind of among the same lines, in my opinion. Like maybe, maybe there is more to it. Like maybe once you do it, you're, you're going to mm. be so much in love that you don't want to go back. For me, the thing that sells me on Ruff is not the speed, actually, which is what they advertise. It's more because it's a one-stop shop for everything. Yeah. Maybe this could be the selling point of UV, right? You have uh, one shop for all the tooling you need to uh, deploy, de develop, mm -hmm. deploy. If you open up the Twitter like thread. Like a package. So oh, this can be the real added value rather than blazing fast. Maybe. 
It's Maybe. a good hypothesis, but I think if you open up the Twitter thread, I'm not sure if you can. Uh, can I see that, this? I think one of the premises the author tries to develop is that it's a, it's like cargo for uh, mm. Python, and it's like the stepping stone into cargo for Python. Okay. And that's the yeah. author's uh, idea. Yeah, yeah, but I, I also feel like that's also a big, uh, like the there's also Rye, right? Another. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that's also uh, Rust or cargo cargo inspired. Well, at least that's what it was said before. Let's see, hassle free. So I think it's not a. Uh, I mean, it's not a new idea. I think oh. this one is really kind of saying this is an alternative to pip compile mm-hmm. pip tools, mm-hmm. which kind of falls in line with the previous one, right? Like rough, which is like saying it's not a. I'm, I don't know if I'm being too blunt here, but it's not like I have a great idea. Let's yeah. do this. It's like I'm going to take an idea that already exists and I'm just going to rewrite it in Rust to make it super fast. Okay. Which also, I uh, know there, Vitaly, you, you you shared a video before from Anthony... Uh, what's his last name? Sotile. 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 It sounds uh, really Italian. <laughs> yeah, when you say it too, it's like... Uh, yeah, in, in Italian, it means uh, thin, like Sotile. Sotile. Oh. Ah, it, actually, it's a word. In it's Italian. a word. Yeah, ah, it's, it's like subtle. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And uh, yeah, indeed, I think there is a sort of trend, right? Uh, a lot of open source software has been released in the past uh, uh, ten years, for example, written in Python, and now we have a new kid, uh, Rust, and a lot of companies or even individuals are taking an open source package, an open source tool, and they are rewriting it in Rust, which is okay, right? Because then you have a new tool, you have more better performances and you release mm-hmm. it for, let's say, the open source com- community. But what if you build a commercial company around this? Is it stealing or not? Yeah, I think, I don't, I don't think I would say it's stealing. But I think the the argument that the the guy also puts that the company is not giving back to the projects that set mm-hmm. their standards, and he's also one of the maintainers. And I think he's one of the big guys behind Flake Eight. Huh? Yeah, Flake Eight exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he was say, I think the, the his struggle. I mean, he's he's upset about it, but he's not bashing Rough either. He also says that Rough is a very incredible piece of software and everything. But the thing, his struggle is that he doesn't feel motivated to contribute to the space anymore because yeah. there are people that are making a lot of money. Um, there's no financial retribution going back to the original people. And uh, I still think we need people to that want to keep investing in this, right? Python is a dynamic thing. There have been no standards. There will be new things that need to be developed. But if everyone's going to be like, well, I'm not going to do this because... If I do this, someone else is going to just take what I did and re-implement it in Rust and make a lot of money. Is it good or is it bad, right? Really hard to say indeed. Because uh, at first I was like, ah, yeah, he's right. Um, Let's see how this situation is evolving. But also having a big company behind the project and make it available to a lot of people, make it stable uh, so that people can use it, adopt it, is, is positive for the world industry and the open source movement as well. For example, I was thinking to, let's say, the GNU Linux uh, project, right? And uh, it was fully open source, but at first it was not so easy to manage, to install, to uh, distribute. Then companies like Ubuntu, 
created an ISOS around this, collecting all the pieces of software together in order to make a distribution. And it got adopted by a lot of people. So uh, it created a sort of awareness about open source, about all these kinds of distributions. And Ubuntu itself is also using the same technology for commercial reasons. And uh, as a user, I'm happy about that because they can continue to support the product. Yeah. I can get quality, qualitative software um, and I can still use it for free, which is always positive. So, yes. right? What do you think about? I think it's the reality in any case, right? I think we can debate whether it should or shouldn't be like this, but it is the way things are today, right? Like uh, it, if you're doing something open source, you are kind of saying if someone takes this and makes a commercial thing and they can pull it off, that's it's not like legal. It's like it's something that it's in the cards, right? Um, indeed, I think, yeah, you can have the same idea, but you can implement it better. That makes a big difference, which is maybe what happened with rough, right? Maybe what happens with UV as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and everyone had access to the same thing. Like anyone could want to start a company. True. And I think Anthony's uh, main gripe was with, there is more or less a replacement now for Flaggate. Which basically takes all the learnings from Flagate because yeah. they, they implement a lot of these uh, of these PEP standards uh, in Alinter. Rough took it, and now they're making a living out of it. That's basically what it is, right? There's a company behind it now, which feels a bit weird. Yeah, well, like I would perhaps also be demotivated to do to to do much in the in the original Flagate realm yeah, after yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. true. But and the company behind, and to me, like I still need to see what Astral will be. Yeah? Like a company behind Linter. I mean, how can you commercialize Linter? Ah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> this may be a whole other discussion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> indeed, indeed. But I agree with you as well, Vital. I think um, having like companies that promote open source and can give like a nice product. And talking about companies that promote open source, AMD quietly funded a drop-in CUDA implementation built on ROCM. It's now open source. Do you know anything about that part? Um, I know a little bit about it. Um, <laughs> so I think it's an interesting news in the in the world, the, today's world of G, of AI and GPUs and uh, TPUs and whatever. Um, there's only one big player that everybody knows, which is NVIDIA. Yeah. Right? The monopoly. And everybody else is trying to catch up. Um, AMD being... Uh, the the so already 20 years trying to catch up yeah. <laughs> want to say something like that never known it otherwise yeah. <laughs> um and the difficult thing is that a lot of these uh implementations around ai and other related uh, uh solutions are built in cuda the lowest level and cuda is uh, a, a language in which you can uh, basically program for nvidia gpus and in order for uh, people to run this stuff on AMD GPUs, they need to fully re-implement because CUDA is for NVIDIA, it's not for AMD. Yeah. Uh, and there have been uh, a lot of attempts in the past, and I think this is the latest, uh, to basically make uh, something, an abstraction layer, where CUDA applications become runnable on AMD. Um, and this... Uh, News dropped uh, yesterday, I want to say. Um, that 12th of February. Well, 
few days ago. Yeah. <laughs> Dropped in my mailbox yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that they, that uh, they were funding for the last two years uh, a project uh, which uh, is called uh, ZLUDA, Zluda. <laughs> uh, I think it was an originally uh, built for uh, to be uh, to make CUDA applications compatible with Intel. Uh, someone else, someone took this up for the development. Andrzej, Janik. Horrible. You're very brave in pronouncing <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah. Can, someone, can someone pronounce this better? Andrzej. Oh, it's easier than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to, for now, I'm just going to ignore all the extra letters. <laughs> so, Andre, they, uh, he uh, took this up and was paid by, that's how I understand it, paid by uh, AMD to make it compatible with AMD GPUs. Um, and uh, the AMD decided this year to stop funding him. Um, and but he had a contract clause that said that one AMD stopped funding him, um, that he would be able to release this as an open source package, which he just did, and that's why uh, everybody knows okay. that AMD has been funding uh, wow. this now. Um, interesting drama, yeah. interesting drama. Yeah, so, so there is a okay, <laughs> but <laughs> the difficult thing to me is like th this is yet another failure to make. Uh, an abstraction layer to make CUDA runnable everywhere or on AMD. And I think it's also super hard because like from the moment you make an abstraction layer, you are basically not able to be compatible with all the latest tech, like all the latest features, like the uh, the latest, latest feature on NVIDIA probably doesn't exist on AMD and vice versa. Uh, so it becomes super hard to... Uh, to uh, build an abstraction layer that, that basically allows yeah. you to use all the latest features, uh, which in the end for this type of development is extremely important because you want to optimize everything and you want to use the latest features. Um, and I think that is a bit where, where this always fails. Okay. Is, um, it, it's crazy that uh, Apple was able to create a sort of similar software, the Rosetta layer, to basically <coughs> compile the, on the fly almost x86 uh, uh, programs instructions for their um, yeah. architecture yeah, 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 and yeah. it's working so well but uh th this uh, yeah. this latest work for gpu failed so but of course they have like they have full control over their environment right like there is uh, it's going from they went from the x86 cpu architecture to the arm m1 m2s but they have full control over how it looked in the past and how it looks now well here you need to make something compatible, which are two highly competing companies. Yeah, true. Which is not as easy, I think. But I do think in big picture, it, it's good for both of them in a way, no? What is? Like the fact because more people hopefully will be building things for, for them, right? Like I think in a way, if you have the common layer, we imagine, well, maybe hoping that that would encourage people to put more work in these things to applications and bring more attention and all these things, right? Like if it's less fragmented, mm. I will hope that that would move the field forward. Yeah, I think the, the challenge is that their gap between AMD and NVIDIA is so big is that from the moment that you start developing something custom now at the level of CUDA, low level, towards like really a solution that's close to the GPU, you're not going to say, I'm going to do this for AMD. You're always going to say, I'm going to go for NVIDIA. Unless ah, yeah. AMD yeah. says to you, I've gonna, I'm going to subsidize you. You're going to get everything for free. And uh, like maybe then. But in all other cases, you're probably going to go, going to develop for NVIDIA. 
Yeah. And the, that is a bit of the, the, because there is such a disbalance that it's hard to uh, correct that disbalance. Yeah, no, I agree. Probably only companies like uh, Meta, Microsoft are trying to develop custom hardware for accelerated computation, uh, scientific True. computation yeah. like CUDA. But MD is uh, completely out of the game uh, right now. Let's see. They if, are probably uh, only competitive yet with the gaming industry since they powered the latest consoles like PS5 and Xbox. Yeah. yeah. Still weird that we're so overfit as an industry, yeah. industry to CUDA. Like that, that that's not healthy. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, it's yeah like, that's just, yeah, that's like, also my feeling. Like, just NVIDIA, just CUDA. Yeah, yeah. That's it. A monopoly, basically. And, uh, yeah. But also to be fair to them as well, they've been... They've been there for a long time, right? Like even before this big knee, let's say, like the, the yeah, GPU, yeah. you know, like it was always NVIDIA, always from the beginning, you know, even when it's like, yeah, okay, but I don't mean, you know. Kuda, I, I think it was released uh, years ago. Uh, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, a really software like probably Matlab was <laughs> trying to use the acceleration from yeah. Kuda. So. Yeah. And uh, NVIDIA is also uh, in the news, no, Bert? Uh, yes. NVIDIA's chat with RTX is a promising AI chatbot that runs locally on your PC. So they're not sitting on their thumbs either, right? Yeah, they uh, released a uh, small uh, video demo um, recently. uh, The 13th of February. Where uh, you can uh, chat with RTX. And it's basically a... uh, a local LLM. So they've created an application that allows you to speak to a local LLM uh, and to that they that is also more or less, I assume, optimized tool for the hardware. Yeah. Um, and it gives you when you look at the demo, it's a very short demo, very much of a chat GPT kind of uh, kind of vibes. Um, and I think why did I put it on or on there? Like you hear today a lot of Companies like Dell, like Microsoft, that are talking about your next computer is an AI computer, mm. which I think is a very vague definition. Yeah. Um, but I do think like this natural language chatting with your computer, with your documents, with your appointments, with your whatever, um, will become a big part of your workflow. And I think with the work that is that companies like NVIDIA are doing here to also make that practical from a hardware point of view, um, like it exemplifies a little bit how the future can look like. Okay, that's Maybe interesting. Just to more be more concrete for my my head, what is an AI computer? Is just like stuff that you. Well, that is the big, the big, big question I have as well, of course. Okay. Eh? But uh, yeah, there's a lot of companies today that are making statements that are releasing AI computers. Yeah. Where um, everybody still needs to see what it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what we what we will see is that you have. Uh, a combination of uh, both hardware, which is already there to some extent, and software that makes basically the LLMs much more exposed towards your day-to-day workflow. Yeah. Okay. Versus having to check out to ChatGPT that does not have access to your local files, that does not have mm. access to anything. Yeah, I think the it's not a computer, but we had the Rabbit R1 Yeah, that is similar promise for... Mobile devices, right? As a natural language mobile device yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I also think that it would be interesting for 
like to see in a couple of years like how the kids are using it i guess because i feel like there are some concepts <laughs> it sounds so old though. yeah because actually so i was listening to uh, i think it was a podcast or an interview or something and uh, they were saying that the concept of file system is something that for us is a given but their kids they were like oh why do you need file system you just go on the app and you look for your files you know so it's like you don't have do you still know where the save button comes from oh, come on i know <laughs> if you ever use it I think so. Oh, wow. Yeah, you yeah. think so. That's a bit weird. I mean, I used it. Like, I think there, was, used there were games. <laughs> you, there, there, was a, there was a game that I know for sure. My brother played it more. But it's, I think it was like called Sokoban or something. At least that's how we say it in Brazil. Yeah. Uh, but it was like in a floppy disk and you had to like move boxes around and stuff like that. And was it the small floppy disk or the big? <laughs> Probably the small. <laughs> Probably the small. Yeah. I don't know. But it looked like the save icon, you know? So I think... Yeah, uh, that's the small one. Yeah, that's the small one. Okay, <laughs> okay. okay. But yeah, but I think it was called Sokoba. Yeah. You know? I remember it from the AI benchmarks or something at uh, the Sokoban. It's this typical puzzle thing. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That they yeah. try to solve with reinforcement learning, I think. Oh, okay. I, I do remember it for sure. Yeah. Or these path planning algorithms uh, because, yeah, you see yeah. those boxes. Blah, blah. This one, yeah. Yeah. So I had to basically put it there. But it didn't look like it looked. The UI was worse than that. It was just like an <laughs> X. It was just literally just across. There was not a person. Yeah. But, uh, Yeah. That's the one. That's the one. Sokoba. Sokoba. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious, right? Like, because I think maybe a lot of things that we think is very intuitive today, once you have this uh, AI computer, right? We're going to be like, oh, yeah, but where is the save? It's like, yeah, don't worry about it. You know, like, it's there. <laughs> you just ask it. We'll give it to you. So, uh, curious. Curious to see what's going to happen. And also, I saw from the article as well, like at least on the demo, they actually selected between Mistral or something. Yeah, indeed, yeah. Mm. So you're still running those models, it's just in your... And it's still visible to the end user today, but probably not in the future. Yeah. But then, like, are they, like, I guess they're using the small version of those models and maybe they're... What are they doing? There's some magic there, I guess. And probably fine-tuned to the, well, maybe not today, but in the future, fine-tuned to the task that you would do locally with these things. Yeah. Does that mean that we have to gonna we're gonna have a, a Windows uh, comeback? I think I see we all have uh, Mac yeah. here as well. Because that's the Nvidia stuff. There's also well, maybe uh, Apple is also working on this. Maybe it is, Bart. <laughs> see what you did there. Nice. <laughs> uh, Apple is working on something, right? What is Apple working on? Apple is reportedly working on updates to Spotlight and Xcode. Uh, Bart, you know more about it, don't you? Well, maybe uh, uh, explain to people what uh, Spotlight and Xcode is. So Spotlight, actually, for, I'm, I, would, I would show this. This is not really Spotlight. This is Recast. That's why it's a bad example. But Spotlight is basically, it's the, if you hit command space, you have the search. On an Apple. On an Apple, yes. You have the search that you can find your files or you can find programs or something. This is not Spotlight. This is actually Raycast, which is a replacement of that. Much better. I I'm a fan. I'm I I'm I like I like Raycast better, but uh, Spotlight is the one that comes installed with your Mac, right? And Xcode is basically the Apple's uh, development SDK, right? Yes. So if you want to build uh, applications for iOS, I think that's. I think they have, no. And uh, why I put this on is that uh, Murillo uh, was the other day complaining about Spotlight and that he, instead of Spotlight, uses, uh, what is it called? Raycast? Raycast. R- Raycast. I was complaining. That's a bit of a... Spot- Which is a, yeah, like yeah. A, a bit of a smarter alternative to Spotlight, right? Um, 
it's maybe a good way to do it. It has, it has, I mean, but it's not just AI stuff. Okay. It has like other capabilities, the other okay. things you can do with it, right? And I think Apple heard this and then the following day published this. Because um, they were disappointed with Murilo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Murilo doesn't like Spotlight anymore. We need to do something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then uh, this came out. <laughs> and uh, it basically says that Apple is is uh, working on bringing LM-type-ish features to Spotlight and Xcode and to... Spotlight, I can imagine what it would be, like that searches your files, a bit yeah. more intelligence that you can, in natural language, say I want to, to to plan something in my calendar, these type of things, I want to send an email. Um, not sure how it will look like for Xcode, for example, a bit more harder time imagining what it means. Yeah, but I think here, development of AI-powered code completion tool that's similar uh, to Microsoft's Copilot. So I guess it's like... Really uh, code completion. And yeah, yeah, completion. Yeah. yeah. But then I'm wondering, like... Uh, they released. They were the first releasing a sort of assistant like Siri, right? Yeah. yeah. Then it basically died. Siri <laughs> <laughs> oh, still exists, but it gets yeah. worse every month. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't know if anybody's using it anymore. I do from the car. Apple with Apple uh, car. Ah, yeah. Okay, okay. okay CarPlay, okay. it's called, right? Yeah. 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 But the thing is, like every month, you need to pronounce clear, and like shouting harder also helps. <laughs> That's a bit how I... Uh, Siri! Cosmoreno! Yeah. Do it! So, yeah. so, so I do hope that Siri gets better. Like, yeah, if Siri yeah. should be better should in this be day better, and no? age. Yeah, indeed, because they were the first, right? Yeah. And now, I mean, Siri is just uh, something that automates you to call something or yeah. someone, and yeah. True. Yeah, I think also, I mean, you have also the ChatGPT voice thing on your phone, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess it's really, if you, like, you if you only compare it, it's like, yeah. It's a world difference, right? World difference, yeah. yeah. But you only use Siri when you absolutely have to, right? Like, you, if you, like, on driving, you cannot say, hey, ChatGPT, you can have to, like, you know what I'm saying? There's no With, trigger, right? Like, I No, guess. but I would really enjoy it. If I can say to Siri, hey, Siri, uh, uh, open up this podcast and this app. Yeah. For example, what if it's a hey Siri, open ChatGPT? <laughs> and Siri's like, nope, not gonna do it. But ChatGPT, the mobile app, you, the only thing you can do is uh, like uh, have a dialogue with it via voice, which is nice, oh. which is fun, which is a cool. Uh, yeah. But it can't do anything for you. I, I remember, Rilo, do you remember Cortana from Windows? Cortana. Yes, I remember. I, I used. Now you're also dating bit. yourself, huh, Vitale? Yeah, yeah I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> but why do you, uh, you I feel like he targeted me now like, no, do you no, remember? no. Like, uh, <laughs> no because um, well sorry Murilo I didn't want to say that you are old as well but uh, you are no I'm joking but uh, once I tried to ask uh, to Cortana instead of saying hey Cortana I was saying hey Siri and there was a sort of animation and then the assistant was saying ah you're probably wrong but I'm not offended <laughs> I'm better this kind of jokes no that was so, intentional uh, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy okay yeah it's crazy how far we've come with all these things. Eh? I was also yeah, thinking for yeah, uh, AI-generated images. If you go to the data topics, actually, so maybe I'll put it here on the screen. Mm. If you go to data topics, uh, before it was unplugged, we had the, tool, the tools, we have a lot of things, right? And you can actually see some of the AI-generated things that we were like, whoa, this is crazy good. Yeah, and then now these days you're like, what? You yeah. really need to squint yeah. to, uh, to see what it was. <laughs> it was like a year ago. That's not so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The best, right? exactly. Like this is uh, from July. You, you the friends. Show that one. Jesus. What? Yeah, on it. That's. Oh. 
Dat was yeah. state of the art, hè? Huh? Wow. We were like, wow, wow. Like, wow, this is cool. He knows what a panda And like, is. You really need to squint, like, hey, okay, yeah, it's a panda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I, if I, I need to really zoom out, you know, like, you have to really... Uh, it's a futuristic And they're like, painting. oh, yeah, it's a panda there. Yeah, okay, right? Yeah, um, yeah but it's crazy how, how far we've gone, right? And I'm also saying this because recently we have the Sora. So OpenAI. The whole world is talking about Sora. Sora. I know, right? So we couldn't... Wow, we can have FOMO. We had to also be in it. True. <laughs> True. So what is what is Sora? Anyone? Uh, I don't know. Sora is everything. <laughs> <laughs> so it's also from OpenAI, yeah. right? It's uh, creating video from text. Yes. And the reason why it's making so much noise. So it's not even images. It's video. It's video. Yeah, yeah it's right? So... Uh, Just a piece of text. It's actually realistic, right? So Super realistic. Yeah. I think uh, if you're creating images, sometimes you have the more, um, how do you say, like icons or more like, not realistic. There are different styles, but Sora needs to, seems to be extremely good for very realistic things. Mm -hmm. So if you're on the live stream, you can show some of the things here, like a prompt. A stylish woman walks down Tokyo Street filled with warm, blah, 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 blah. And you see here, and it really looks... Crazy. Really, really, really good. It looks really good. But a very limited prompt. That's what I noticed. Like, it's a very limited prompt. And, like, it also, if you see all the other things that are moving around the woman that is walking down the street, yeah. like, it has some understanding of how things seem should yeah. function in the world, which is crazy yeah. for me to think about. Yeah. yeah. I think you really need to look very closely for this one. I don't know, like, maybe if you look at the, the shoes and the way, like, you can see that. Yeah, yeah. Because also the camera angle it changes. She has a bit of a cranky ankle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, look, look at your shoes. That's true, actually, yeah. yeah. And the reflections, well, actually, if you look at the reflections, it's like... But actually, it's, I thought it's pretty good. It looks pretty good. Oh, look at this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a lot of details. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, yeah? It's, yeah, it's crazy. It's, uh, it's like... Yeah. But Yesterday, after I saw this, I was like, no, this can't be true. Is it Ray Ban? Yeah. Oh. Because no, at right first now. were simply some, some random videos on <laughs> X. So, okay, maybe they are real, maybe they are not. But uh, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. But this is such a huge step up from what the state of the art now is, like with Runway ML and stuff like this. Yeah. yeah. Like this is... <sighs> also, Bart, coming back to, let's say, your, your sentence of before, if you go up, Murilo, and if you click on the red technical report... They are defining this like video generation models as word simulators. So they are actually able to um, uh, simulate uh, the physics and uh, <laughs> sorry uh, and and how different objects are interacting in the scene and is insane. Yeah, it's like it's a game crazy. Yeah, but indeed, like, but I think uh, I thought about it as well. There's some like this one. The women in Tokyo, uh, when once she gets closer, I feel like it reminds me a bit more of a video game like thing. Yeah. Um, but it's it's like very 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 realistic. Like yeah. you see some other ones like prompt historical footage of California during the gold rush. That's it, wow. and you see like so much That's stuff, so, crazy, so much yeah, detail, yeah. everything going there, and a lot of them you really need to like to know that this is not true. You really need to look for stuff there, right? But even like things, for example, on the first uh, part, the second example is like a uh, giant woolly mammoth yeah. approaching. So it's like snow when you see the smoke coming up and smoking is not something easy to like the physics of it, you know, yeah. how yeah. fluid dynamics and all these things, right? But and where does the smoke come from? I think is, it from it, is it in the prompt? 
Uh, let's see. Several giant leaves approach through the window. The long leaves covered in trees. Dramatic, ah, dramatic snow capped mountains distance. Not really. The the video with the yeah. car. Uh, so the, it's uh, like uh, mammoths walking towards us, ice cold, and they uh, let out a huge fart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I had a different interpretation, but uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but for example, Murillo, I don't know. Um, I, I just sent you a link uh, about uh, Lumiere. I don't know if I mm. pronounce it correctly. Yeah. The model from Google, which should be a competitor that got released a few days ago, actually, a few weeks ago. And already back by then, like the samples were quite good, but now we are totally another level with Sora. Yeah. Yeah. So these are the videos that they created, right? Like, uh, mm. so you see some things here, but like you see, it's not as this, it's not as fluid. It's not yeah. like, uh, we used to think this was impressive. Yeah. 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 yeah but that's the thing. We're getting very like, uh, back in the day. Yeah. Really <laughs> like two, two weeks back ago. Like two weeks. <laughs> this is so, this is so January. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, it's and, uh, so fast. Yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty impressive. And there are also some funny ones on the Sora. But what I find amazing is that OpenAI keeps outbeating the market. How is, yeah. how is it possible? Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually, um, I think, a few days ago that uh, Sam Elton was talking at one, one conference or the other where he made the statement about GPT-5, where there is much rumor about, and there was even rumor in the community that we are being limited by by resources, by the architecture. We're not sure that we can improve on, on ChatGPT-4. But Sam Elton made the statement that ChatGPT-5 will basically be better on across all domains. All the benchmarks. On everything. But like all domains, like video, like can you do video? Well, no. No. Everything that ChatGPT4 does, ChatGPT5 will do better. That's basically more or less a statement that he made. Yes. Here it is. ChatGPT5 is better than everything across the board, says OpenAI CEO Sam Altman, which is a bold statement, but honestly, like you said, uh, (laughs) it can be. (laughs) Like you can, you can't, you can't question them really, right? Like, uh, it's like. It's a very Brazilian comment of me, but it's like when uh, back in 2006, 2006 Ronaldinho, football player, he had this. We like, always go back yeah. to Ronaldinho. At <laughs> some point, like, we always go back to Ronaldinho. <laughs> but he had like these crazy football videos that he was like kicking the ball and the crossbar yeah, coming back. Yeah. And yeah. everyone was like, it's fake. No, it's not. And then he's nah. like, and people, and they hear professional athletes that play with him saying, like, yeah, with him, you, you never know. Like, you can never say it's fake because the guy is just so good that you should like just you, you can't question it yeah. Yeah. like it looks very fake but you you don't know maybe maybe it's maybe it's possible you know and i think it's the same thing with this you know it's okay. like it's a really bold statement but i feel like given the track record of open ai and what they've done and how they keep reinventing it's like yeah maybe they're right you know so you're saying yeah. that back in 2006 ronaldinho had Sora and it was exactly <laughs> yes okay. who knows who knows <laughs> you know everything is possible yeah but I, I tried to extrapolate a bit how this model works from this technical report. Although I'm a bit disappointed they are not releasing any more like in-depth papers. Mm. Like for example, for Lumiere we have all the details, but not for Sora. And they are both diffusion models, okay. and they are very clever because uh, instead of generating one image, yeah. they generate a batch of images. Okay. Uh, so the diffusion process that goes from random noise to images is done on batches of, I don't know, uh, 32, 64. It can scale up 
uh, of of same images. So and these it images generates are like thirty the frames, like the batch of images at a time. Exactly generates at the same time batches that are frames. So concatenating together these frames, you can generate videos. Okay. So the the mechanism behind is the same, but Google uses a unit with some attention mechanism. So it's a convolutional neural network in the basics. Uh, while Sora says, okay, this is a um, diffusion transformer. That's why they can scale it up. So can they get this kind of results simply because of scaling? Because it's a, it's a bigger model, because they have a bigger training set. Mm. And then the question is, where did they find uh, so many, so many, yeah. so many videos? Right? It's yeah, yeah. I also, yeah, I have this question as well. This is becoming more commercial, right? Like OpenAI, you said they're not uh, releasing as much. Maybe there's also a commercial thing there. I'm also wondering if uh, this research is getting more commercial or industrial because you need this hardware. You really need all this compute. And it's something that universities don't have access to. Definitely, definitely, yeah. of course. Yeah. Uh, OpenAI is Microsoft uh, uh, backing them, so they yeah. can get unlimited, uh, almost unlimited. Uh, yeah. But I'm also GPU wondering power on cloud. So, like, if you have, like, let's imagine that someone comes up with a new architecture that is actually better and scales better, but because they don't have the compute available, <laughs> they cannot make noise about it. True. Yeah. yeah. They maybe don't have the training data, they don't have a compute. So. And if we speculate, what kind of training, training data do we think went into? Uh... There was one speculation on Twitter, actually. Yeah. I saw, I think it was a couple of days ago. Yeah, you cannot quote that, but uh, it's yeah. just guys speculating. One of them said that it might be game engines. Because okay. it reminds, yeah, if you look at it, like, yeah, this, common sense, but like, a, this is a look, good example. It's yeah. like GTA, basically. Yeah. If you no. ever played GTA, uh, so if you're the not one or uh, whatever, uh, if you're not on the live stream, this is basically like a Jeep running through like nature and yeah. the, the camera angle with the right behind, like floating around behind the car. It really looks like video game. So but that's, that's, a, that's a, so a maybe they created yeah. uh, the training set like this, simulating videos. Via yeah. game engines, you have a lot example. of games. You can yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, like maybe if you have hyper realistic uh, games. Yeah, maybe you can even uh, automate. Like you don't need people actually playing the video game, right? Like you can have things. You know, you can have like agents or something. Yeah. Wow. What, what you can actually do, I think, you can translate tech. Okay. It's uh, a. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's not rebuild this on the fly, but uh, that's why it, I don't like a lot uh, OpenAI anymore because uh, GPT four. Okay, we know more or less how it works, but not all the details. Also, now we have this new model. How does it work? Okay, it's a diffusion transformer, but what are all the details? True. Yeah. So, indeed, they should rebrand a bit <laughs> the company. Yeah. Just AI. AI, yeah. Just no open. Just Maybe this is a nice uh, segue um, to go um, to an article that uh, was uh, released yesterday by uh, Nilay Patel. Um, editor-in-chief of The Verge, and he uh, has an article on how AI copyright lawsuits could make the whole industry go extinct. Cool. So we've seen, I think the biggest one that we've seen in recent uh, times, and we've we've covered it a little bit, is a New York Times lawsuit against OpenAI, um, where the New York Times basically has a very strong case, uh, where they... Uh, uh, it can really show, uh, like with you, when using these prompts, you get exactly the same content as their articles. Like, uh, and, um, 
what the article states more or less is that we in the community or from the major companies like OpenAI, everybody seems to be a bit more or less at ease, like the storm will pass. And that from the more legal point of view that everybody thinks like this could be huge, this could be, uh, and what they call it an extinction level event for these type of companies. Um, because when we, and, and I think for a lot of these things we're talking about uh, US law, um, what all these companies are basically saying is that, so there is a copyright law, and but there is basically for the copyright law, do you have like a bit of an escape hatch where you can say there is a f fair use. I can use this on a fair use terminology and then I can ignore the copyright law. Mm. Uh, and this is, for example, that you can use uh, articles in a classroom. So these type of things yeah. are fair use, uh, like uh, a mashup on YouTube. This is fair use. You don't use a full thing, but you use uh, bits and pieces yeah. to create something new. Uh, and fair use basically uh, hinges on um, four pillars. Yeah, maybe. So it's purpose and character of the use, the nature of the copyrighted work, the amount and substantiality of the portion used, and the effect of the use on the potential market. And they're argumenting that for all of these four things, it is very easy to make strong arguments that this is not fair use. Okay. Mm. Um, and that everybody is uh, very a bit becoming a bit anxious, like what will this mean for the market? True. And... Um, but also the other way around, like like if if New York Times will see this through, goes through court, goes to the highest level, um, doesn't take because what can also happen is that there's settlement, right? Open eyes, oh, here is this, uh, this amount of money, uh, don't bother us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think we are we are at, at a stage that companies like the New York Times and others are saying like this is so big, like this 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 does something to our, our viability to to, exit, to live longer, which may might make them go all the way to court. But there is also, like, it's very hard to predict what it would do because we could see that there are uh, different uh, rulings coming out that affect copyright law as it is, as it is known today. Hmm. And that that might have a lot of un unintended consequences as well for artists, for creatives, and so it's very risky. Also, from that point of view, for New York Times to push yeah. it all the way through, like yeah. bite the bullet, right? And then yeah. Yeah. what's going to happen is yeah, like no one really knows that it's yeah. uh, but something needs them because, like, at the same time, for a lot of these companies, and I think New York Times is a good example. Like, this changes everything to for who they was, and like I'll leave it in the middle if it's good or bad. But like, this is a, like a major event for these type of, uh, yeah. of companies. Yeah, I don't know. What do you maybe? Do you have? Does anyone here have any hopes or predictions on? <sighs> Hard to say. Well, maybe to make the parallel that we made with with the, with the video of Anthony, like uh, Ruff just uh, yeah. <laughs> builds on something that already exists and then benefits from it. I think this, do you make the parallel here that OpenAI builds on something that exists and then just uh, profits off of that? I think what you I don't think anyone is against what is happening in OpenAI, but what I think what I hope will 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 in some way or another mm -hmm. take shape is that artists that create works that are being used by companies like OpenAI that they also benefit from it. Yeah, true. That is the the hope I have for the <laughs> for yeah. the future. And this is yeah. artists, but also journalists and also authors. I like your positive view <laughs> on things because, uh, for example, I don't know when ChatGPT got released. In general, after a couple of hours, I was like scared because all the content I've, I was seeing online, mm -hmm. I was like, 
okay, is this real or is this mm. chat GPT generated? <laughs> like yeah. And at the time it was text, okay. <laughs> then image model got yeah. better, right? Then we saw uh, all the pictures uh, generated by Midjourney, for example, they were super realistic. Oh. But videos were still okay, right? Now also videos. Yeah. And this is, I think, really dangerous in general. For example, there will be new elections in US and yeah. I bet uh, there, there, there will be people... Well, and the interesting thing of this, because you're hinting towards deep fakes, right? And the interesting thing of yeah. this is that this is not even covered by copyright law. Like yeah. deep fakes are not prohibited by yeah. copyright yeah. law at all. Like this is like you need to say like this is defamation of you as a person, but like there is no clear law that says that you're, you're not allowed to do this. Yeah. It, that's even way harder. That even way harder. And I think now in US, some things are changing thanks to Taylor Swift. I don't know if you... No. Uh, <laughs> Murillo. Ah. Everything changed because of Taylor Swift. Because uh, okay. I think there, were, there was a, a period where uh, there were a lot of deep fakes appearing online. Um, Didn't notice. Yeah, and, and she's appealing, uh, let's say, in order for regulators to, um, to change something. Uh, I'm trying to find it here. Yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> don't maybe, Google this. Maybe, maybe, Are you honest that you don't know what this is about? I mean, I can have a guess, right? <laughs> and so I'm not googling on can, the on the can, tablet. Can, 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 can no, no, but there were there were basically a lot of deep fake nudes yeah, of Taylor yeah, Swift, yeah. which uh, triggered a lot of discussion. Yeah, yeah, and which made it very visible, like what are the negative side effects of these these technologies to the public at large. Yeah, yeah, but I also think it's like we talked, uh, like in the elections, for example, right? Now, I think last elections, there was the, the Russian trolls or bots or whatever, you know, that they would have the this and this. And now creating fake content is easier, right? Like, like Super easy. Like, yeah. can you ask GPT, hey, write an article about how Murillo um, burned down the data roots building and then you will come up with something, right? But it's completely fake. This is the first thing you come up with? <laughs> 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 Just, you need to tell us something. Yeah, specific. <laughs> Don't come here on Monday. Um, but uh, there's also the interactive thing now, right? Like you can very easily create a bot that if you send a message to the person that doesn't exist, that you will reply. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's like it takes it to another level, right? And what can we do, right? Like it's not very hard to do these things either, in my opinion, right? Like I mean. Not, not like anyone can do it, but I think someone that has some programming skills can... Yeah, but there will be people creating UI, UX for, for that. So it will be easier and easier. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, Indeed. It's, uh, it's really dangerous, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit uh, not so positive. For example, I'm noticing already that uh, there are a lot of people uh, believing to this kind of content. I was... Um, in one of my productive evenings, <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> scrolling through YouTube shorts. And uh, uh, since I like football, I get a lot of this content. And mm. I was getting videos from a very famous interview of uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic with uh, the guy from, from US. I yeah, forgot yeah. his name. Do you know him? Zlatan? Yeah. yeah, but the, the other guy, the interviewer, is uh, really famous. And uh, there were some pieces of the real interview and some pieces were generated uh, via deepfakes and voice cloning. Bullshit. And no, for example, no. he was saying, oh, no, Messi, Messi is uh, trash, right? I'm, oh. I'm the best, this kind of things. And people were like, oh, oh Zlatan is, is able yeah. to say something like this. And mm. yeah. yeah, so it's really innocent, right? It, yeah. it doesn't 
but I'm also growing people. But what but, if instead of Zlatan is someone else, right? But politician some, or. But sometimes these like these videos or the shorts on YouTube. Sometimes I I see it because somehow some things get recommended to me, and I'm like, this is clearly staged. Like maybe it's not a deep fake, right? But like, I don't know. Sometimes I get a video like, oh, this teacher uh was getting this and this and this and now they're trying to show how ChatGPT can program the UI for them. And then it's clearly like a student that just used the classroom. <laughs> they just go in there and go into ChatGPT. And then it's like they had they act a bit like the, the teacher gets mad at the student, the student goes and show and then yeah. this and this. And it's like for me it's clearly staged. Yeah. It's clearly yeah. staged. Right. But then and then sometimes I'm like it's it's impossible that no one noticed this, right? But then I see this and then it's always comments like Oh yeah, the people are not ready for the future. Oh yeah, this I was like, man, this is clearly staged. Yeah. So I'm also wondering, like, what are the people like? It's also biased, right? Like the people that do leave comments. Who knows as well if these people are real as well or not, right? Like you can also. But the, yeah, but do you even like? Is how much of a problem is the fake content actually? Yeah? Like what you see today a lot is like people shout something. Those people have a following, and the whole following believes it. Yeah, 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 indeed. Right, like, indeed. It's, yeah. Uh, like it's it's not just the content, the, the fake content that is a problem. Eh? Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's... Yeah, I think it maybe accelerates that problem, but... Yeah. In a way, I think we need to kind of be re-educated to this reality that oh, like you have to be more skeptical, right? I think maybe years ago, you know, if you saw something on the news, if you saw something like in terms... Even in terms of when information is available, right? Like... I said, like my dad, when he was writing his thesis, whatever, he was in university, he wanted to know something, he needed to go to the library and get the book, right? And it's like, books have editors, they're not going to just put whatever there. So there's already a lot of layers of kind of saying, okay, this is probably trustworthy information. And now it's a whole different dimension of that. Now you Google what is the shape of the earth, and then you get uh, yeah. like five different answers on Twitter. But I think one the thing is, is like, flat, most, people, round, most people are not going to Google, they're going to Google like, Proof that every, the Earth is X, and you're gonna find it, and then people are like, oh, you see, it's here. You see, it's a, it's indeed also a generational problem, right? We you saw it uh, during the first wave of of COVID, right? Mm. At first it was pizza uh, gate, yeah, and it was before COVID, was pizza, uh, yeah, or or during the first uh, vaccination campaign ah, yeah, in yeah. Italy, like people were super skeptical. They were putting two euro coins here. To prove that uh, they were injecting something magnetic in your eye. Really? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. I think this was just Italy. <laughs> <laughs> it can be, it can be, yeah. That's creative, actually. It can be. But uh, people, I think, from two, three generations before us, they were, they, they, are, they were born, like, during the TV era. They were okay. believing to the TV news. So they were somehow, as you were saying, they were authors, they were people taking responsibility of saying the truth there. Now they see social network and maybe they relate with, for example, television or newspaper, they think is the truth. While it's not for us, maybe that we are born in the internet mm. era, it's a bit easier to spot uh, Better discrimi discriminatory uh, model yeah. or something, I don't know, yeah. in our heads. Yeah. That's the idea. Yeah, it's like kind of also like one of the skills you need to have, right? And I think more and more the skill of critical thinking, should yeah. you just well, take this as the truth or should you apply some healthy skepticism? Should you, like, how do you navigate all these things? But also right? education, I would say, like, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it starts, like, I think I saw actually, but that was also in Italy that they were doing, uh, identifying deep, deep fakes or fake news, actually, not deep fakes, uh, in schools, like for young children in Italy, actually. There was like courses for this. Oh, okay. For fake news. <laughs> Good job, Italy. I don't know. But yeah, indeed. But these are the risks of innovation, right? So we cannot do anything about it. Yeah. There's the whole story with the dynamite, right? Like the the, the guy that, invent, like, that discovered, invented dynamite, he saw the destructive power and then he was like, oh, he's yeah. going to give his money back now for people that have innovation, scientific innovations for good. And that's the Nobel Prize or something. No? Am I making that up? But no, he's a good story. So Jackson, <laughs> don't 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 take uh don't believe anyone, huh, kids? <laughs> All right. Sam Altman will uh, donate everything to the favelas. <laughs> yeah, do it. Marulo approves. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? Um, maybe nice go- comments, thoughts. Maybe Google's Google's Gemini. Ah, uh, yeah. I think we it's should include it. Blows my mind. At least what they state blows my mind. So what is Google Gemini, Bart? Uh, so it's about... So Google has more or less a ChatGPT competitor, right? Which is called Gemini Ultra. Mm-hmm. And it's called, since yesterday, Gemini Ultra 1. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, think Gemini Ultra 1, even though it states it's on par with ChatGPT 4, it's not really on par. That's a bit of it. Um Yesterday, they uh, released an article about Gemini Ultra 1.5, which should drastically enhance performance. Can I? Why 1.5 and not 2? It's like. We have a Semver expert here. GPT 3.5. Yeah, but to me, yeah, okay, carry on. Sorry. <laughs> it seems random. Yeah, but <laughs> I, th- I think this is safer. Like if people say, yeah, but it's not really great, then you say, yeah, but it's 1.5. Mm. Ah, that's yeah. true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> safer. <laughs> then they can have like a 1.6 yeah. or 1.75. And if it's really good, people go, and this is only 1.5. Cool. What was 2 <laughs> Like, like it's, it's good either way. So it's like win win. I think it's smart. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll give you that. But uh, which what blows my mind is the is the context length is um, where they say that there is a contact length of up to uh, one million tokens what? Uh, and within the research setting they used up to ten million tokens. Jesus! But what they will release now is one million tokens. How is it possible? Which is how just many, crazy. How many papers is this? Like A four papers with text. I can tell you, it is uh, so, and it's multimodal. So they state in the art, in the, in the announcement that this type of uh, context length it, co- it can include one hour of video, eleven hours of audio, code bases with up to thirty li- thirty thousand lines of code, or seven hundred thousand words. Whoa! Wow! So it's like basically and solves the problem of. And what that allows you, and that that really blows my mind, is that it has, because it has this large context length, and because it apparently is also able to use this large context yeah. length, uh, is that it has a, a huge amount of uh, performance on in-context learning. So what they did, as an example, is that Just they... Just very quickly, what is in-context learning for the people that are not... In-context learning is that you add a lot of information to your original prompt, 
which your original prompt is limited by the context length, basically. So that's your, your from the, if your moment if you have a very large context length, your initial prompt can be very very large. Um, and in context learning is that you give information to that prompt that you can use later on in, in subsequent prompts. Um, so it's basically like zero shot learning. Like you don't you don't fine tune the model, you don't retrain the model. You you add all the uh, all the information in the context. Um, and they have given they give an example uh, where they um, give a lot of uh, information, language information from the Kalamang language. Never heard of it. It's a language with fewer than two hundred speakers worldwide, uh, and they gave a lot of translations in context within a single context and. Based on that single context and information that was inserted, it was able to translate everything from Kalamang to English and vice versa. Whoa. And which is absurd to think yes. about, right? That's absurd yeah, to think yeah, about. Yeah, it's like... This uh, super yeah, impressive. Yeah, indeed. That's, indeed, that's crazy. That's crazy. Does that so, uh, do you think... Well, maybe question. Cause if I remember well, I'm not an expert. You can't be that as well. This the large context is a problem for LLMs, I guess the the traditional LLMs. If can we speculate a bit on the architecture of this? Because I know that the state space models they were claimed to use better the context. Do you think that this is the same architecture, or do you think they do something very different here? Um, but they actually. Uh, so, Sorry, I was a bit. Uh, let me just quickly search. So there is a bit of rumor on what exactly is being used, um, and uh, the rumor is what that they are using the the what's it called ring attention ring for attention. this, which is a which is a paper that was released um, end of twenty twenty three, which comes from Berkeley from Liu. Um, and that this, and I am not knowledgeable on this specific paper enough to give an Eli 5 context, maybe we should try for next time, um, that this is being used. But this is these are rumors at this yeah. point. But pretty cool. Pretty cool. Have you used it yourself, Bart? No. So what they say is that they have released it to, uh, uh, a, uh, to uh, a bunch of rat teamers, which uh, apparently I am not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but uh, so red teamers are typically people that uh, that try to uh, that are the first one to get access that try with the limits whether is it safe to use or unexpected things um, so basically the cool kids except Bart yeah red teamers not to be uh, uh, confused with red shirts what's this yeah, no 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 sci-fi fans no, no is it like a Star Trek thing it's because it's, it's a Star Trek thing, actually, but it's an, it's, I think it's known broader in the sci-fi world. Red shirts are like a, a character that's introduced early in the show and then quickly die. Oh, okay. And in Star Trek, they typically wore red shirts. Huh? They typically oh. like all of them. Yeah, because they were from Star Trek. They like they were uh, the the non-ranked uh, Star Trek staff. Ah, so like yeah, they, like they anonymous people, and then they, they quickly from, died. Yeah. So. They were introduced, and then yeah. Kill when you when the new episode started, like you saw a few people <laughs> sitting, and he think, oh, who's that wearing a red shirt? And you knew like this person is gonna die. <laughs> so it's like you you get the script, you know? It's like, <laughs> it's like yes, I'm gonna be Star Trek. And it's like this is your outfit. It's like, Fuck. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna. So not that red teamers. Okay, yeah. but it's like impressive. Huh? Like it's uh, poof, it blows my mind. It's yeah. bit, the, to me, this is like the statements they make is a bit on the same level as what we see with uh, the Sora video uh, yeah. thing. Like, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, but I think it's hard yeah. to wrap your mind around. And I think the the use case with the language, because I think it's also an endangered language, right? So I think it's also an interesting. Uh, it's also an interesting use case. So yeah, maybe we can now just send everything in Kalamang to each other. Yes. We just translate we using just, uh, do it. Yeah, to keep it alive. <laughs> <laughs> Where does it come from? The language. Uh, New Guinea. Yeah. West Papua. I'm, I must say, I don't know what it is. It's uh, between Indonesia and... Oh, there. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Do you think, uh, and maybe, last question on this, Google, well, I think in terms of who's, there's OpenAI first, Microsoft OpenAI. Google now is catching up or trying to catch up. Mm -hmm. uh, AWS is trying to do some stuff with GenAI as well. I think it's a different not very, approach, but uh, yeah, yeah. not as commercial. I feel it was more like developer oriented. Yeah. Apple, like now we saw the the article, like very scattered, right? Who else is there? Uh, Mistral. Mistral. So I think the biggest EU. Um, yeah. I love Alpha, but it's less, but to me, a bit less transparent what they're doing. Um, there are a few others. What's the company behind uh, Claude again? I'm not sure. Not quite. Anthropic. Anthropic, uh, yeah. And Meta? Not really, yeah. Meta is Lama? Lama, Lama, that's true. That's true. I, I think... On, uh, only the second most used. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't, uh, won't put you in a, in a difficult spot there. Yeah, thanks, Bart. <laughs> I feel very much not. I, I think the most interesting one is, uh, is Meta from all of these because uh, all the others are trying to compete on a commercial level with uh, OpenAI and Microsoft. And they are basically losing it, right? Losing the competition, especially Google nowadays. But from the other side, you have Meta is uh, developing a lot of new ideas, new models, uh, new research papers, and they are all open. And now even Llama has a very permissive license that you can use, you can integrate in your products. So they are deciding to not fight back in a commercial level, but more on a knowledge level. And uh, a few few days ago, I saw, of course, it's a bit biased because there was a tweet from uh, Jan Lacun. Can you say tweet with the new uh, <laughs> platform? Bart doesn't, X. Bart doesn't let me usually, but uh, yeah. Uh, and... Uh, put an X for <laughs> yeah. Twitter with an X in front. X tweet. X tweet. X tweet. And it was showing that after the release of Llama 2, for example, the stock price of uh, Meta increased. Is it connected? I don't know, but uh, definitely interesting. And they fired lots a lot of people, but maybe as well. But I think this is a very fair, fair remark. I like, like, I think their approach, I think you can debate. I think we had a discussion on it uh, the other day, whether or not it's open source. Actually, the open source initiative is having a whole work group on this like to define what is open source when it comes to AI assets. Um, but they have an open source-ish mindset on this. Uh, and because of that, you see a lot of usage in the community. Yeah. Like, there's a big, big community. They're probably by far the biggest. Um, Definitely. And even in the open source world. I, I think... Even other companies like OpenAI are reusing ideas of uh, 
Meta and I remember uh, I think it was in December uh, Andre Carpati who left uh, OpenAI yeah. is there a point of discussion for today with this <laughs> but uh, he, on the stage uh, during a Microsoft presentation he was uh, uh, describing how uh, LLM works and uh, he was showing all the results of the paper or the benchmark of Llama 2 And it's it's really interesting, right? And yeah. maybe they are reusing some ideas developed there, um, the differentiation mechanism introduced yeah. in Llama 2. But I do think, like, Mistro is doing a bit of both. They're kind of competing with ChatGPT, but they also have the, the open, uh, like, the models for developers, I guess. They're trying to cater. I feel like OpenAI is the only one, kind of, that is more for commercial purposes. Uh, and I guess Google. But I think Mistro... It kind of tries to cater to both. AWS is just for developers. Uh, Meta is just for developers, right? Mm. Or I guess I mean, not just for developers, but it's more. <laughs> feels like it's catered more towards one than the other, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Let's see. Let's see what the Let's future see. gives. And also the Sora. There is runway runway ML. Wonder if there's going to be more video stuff as well. Right. It's. Uh... Who knows next year? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? And what else is there? I think there's audio generation. Well, audio, yes, indeed. Right, I like I heard some uh, some 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 stuff there last year, but nothing that really made a lot of fuzz. It's a bit behind, right? I think so. Yeah. I think so. But yeah, to be seen. YouTube is working on it together with a number of artists well, for audio. Yeah, well, together with artists, which is an interesting. Uh, well, what artists though? Who like? Big names or? They did state it, but I, I, I uh, forgot. Do you think in a few years, your home, bored, is raining outside, instead of saying, okay, I'll open Netflix and let's see the catalog. And instead of choosing the, the movie, you type, okay, today I want to see this, this, and this. It's wow. crazy to imagine. Yeah. 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 We'll create a mu movie, music, the script. I don't think it work for me because I think I like movies that are unpredictable. <laughs> I mean, I guess I can say make something unpredictable. <laughs> but then it's like, the but then it's like if I say I want to watch a story about this person, maybe unless you say I'll start the story, I want to be surprised, uh -huh. finish it for me. That could be maybe an approach. Yeah. yeah. In the style of your favorite director. Yeah. What about what, what is your favorite mu movie? Oh, okay. I don't know if it's the favorite, but one movie that I like a lot is called Predestination. Yeah. How does it end? Everybody happy Mind ever blown. after? Uh, not really. You have to watch it. I, I one time I tried to like, I tried to spoil the movie, but it's so complex. But that, like that would be cool if you can say like I take a movie. Let's say what, the, what does everyone know? The Notebook, like a super romantic movie. Everybody mm -hmm. lives happily after. They just can say, uh, generate me an alternative Wait, where so everybody sad. ends in tears. <laughs> Like That's something like that. Like cool. it's more or less the same, but like it has surprises. Yeah. There's <laughs> okay, this is a bit it's very much a side note. There's a there's <laughs> hold on. I'm gonna share this as well. Well you can say something like please fix the last season of Game of Thrones. And, oh. Yeah. oh yeah. Controversial. A that. reboot of Friends. Oh also. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna share my screen. I'm gonna share this. The future is bright. Yeah. But actually, if you like reboot friends, but but it makes me think about. So you have um, because you're saying audio is not really there. I think audio has been like especially voice cloning, 
of artists is extremely high uh, high, high level these days. Huh? Like you have uh, yep. songs of uh, Tupac coming out where you don't, if you <laughs> didn't listen to the lyrics that are, that are about today, would like think this is actually Tupac, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like this is uh, really high level. Yeah, there are some things. No, what I wanted to show is, uh, like you mentioned, if the movie is happy ending or not, <laughs> there's a database. Does the dog die? Okay. So basically, like if you don't want to watch a movie because there's animal cruelty or anything, you can actually go there. Yeah. And without spoiling the movie, I guess you can kind of see it. So it's like, so if you don't feel cheated, like you're going to watch a movie and then there's something that triggers you and you don't want to do it, and then you can uh, you can go there and take a look. Yeah. So there's a lot of not it's not just for dogs, but uh, there's a lot of stuff there. Okay. okay. So the, they can use this as a training data. I guess no. I think it's more like uh, you're thinking of watching a movie. Does this happen? Okay, right? like, okay, do okay. people die? Do do this? Is this a good happy ending? Sad ending? Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. I do think the the thought process of thing like what Vital here introduces, like will you use Netflix differently? Like can it generate? Like it's a very interesting thing. Yeah? Or like you take yeah. an existing movie, and you just add something random. Like everybody's licking an ice cream all the time. Like you just <laughs> like you add these type yeah. of details. <laughs> That's super random. In <laughs> uh, and also, uh, this was not a topic, but I'll I'll add it here as well. Actually, let me the you mentioned the movie and maybe this is not so far off because this was also something from not that long ago yeah true this asml harnessed ai ai to make its latest brand film yeah asml for people that don't know they are uh, one of uh, or the major uh manufacturer behind the machines that make chips Mm. uh, and this is uh, so they kind of show like a sneak peek of yeah, I think I forget this. And it's fully, uh, fully, uh, fully AI generated. Oh. I mean, you probably wouldn't be fooled, right? Like when you look at the animations and yeah. you see the changing things, they're not, they're not trying to fool you that this is not AI generated. I, I think they were not part of the red team. No, no. I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> I don't think so for Sora, right? But so you see, like. Ah, oh, what is this? It's like pre-Sora. But this is like pre-Sora. literally like in a year we will we will have to squint our eyes to see what is happening yeah. here in a year. Yeah. I know, but that's the thing. Right? Is again, we're saying this now, it's impressive and this and this, but actually this was a bit before Sora. Right? Yeah, so exactly. now already we've, putting we've this different standards yeah. now. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Old school. Like, this is so yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> but it did, like the idea of making a movie from AI, maybe not that far from uh, yeah. where we are. Huh? So, so maybe I guess Netflix needs to pick up the game. Yeah. We have an idea to kill Netflix, basically. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Cool. I guess on that note, anything else? uh, Anything else you'd like to share, mention, shout outs? Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks for being here. (laughs) Now I feel left out and it's also a bit weird because (laughs) I'm so (laughs) (laughs) good. All right, y'all. Thanks, Thanks everybody for listening. For listening, for joining. Uh, oh. Oh, there's a chat. True net. So someone says uh, in the comments, really curious to see what Runway and Pika are going to do with the Sora release. Would be cool if they also go with Sora's. Um, well, yeah, this, this is suddenly a major competitor that steps in and like it, it will completely upset the current uh, uh, gen video market. Let's, uh, let's see what gives. Let's see what gives indeed. Indeed. Uh, Thanks again. Thanks everyone for listening. See you all next time. See you all next time.
Chao.